Job Smith is the lawnmower man. A man. Joe, come on, boy, let's go. Grass is waiting for you. With the mind of a child. Yes, yeah, Cybo Man, he came to see me. Cybo Man, comics, right? Yes, yeah, Cybo Man. <laughs> and a doctor. Virtual reality holds a key to the evolution of the human mind. With a vision of the future. I have a game in my house that you might like to play. Would you like that? Yeah. Okay. That was really bad. Hello everyone and welcome back to a theater near you. My name is Chris Randazzo and I'm joined this evening as always by all-powerful VR deity Paul Drew. My birth cry will be the sound of every phone on this planet ringing in unison. <laughs> and fashion icon and oversized overalls Sean Doyle. What? What? I'm just trying to hit it with the newly widowed neighbor. No big deal. <laughs> <laughs> So many thoughts. This month's letter was L, and we went with Paul's pick, which was Lawnmower Man. Is it better than King Solomon's Mines? Let's find out. <laughs> it, it almost, it almost said, it almost sounded like you said that it was my pick in a way that was blaming me. <laughs> so, <laughs> I had to, I had to do some convincing to get Karen to watch this one with me. Um, she's like, yeah, it's a horror movie. I'm not interested. And I'm like, yeah, I kind of feel like there might be something more to this. Like Paul said it was a Stephen King joint. So like, yeah, but he does all this horror stuff. Like, yeah, but he also did like green miles. This, this could be interesting. It could be some, it was a pretty popular movie in its day. This could be interesting. And so like, she still did bowed out, but then like five minutes in, I paused. It was like, there's a monkey in a VR helmet with a gun. You've got to see this. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and so we watched this movie together. But uh, let's uh, let, let's hold on to that. How are you gentlemen doing? Uh, I'll just say, sorry, Karen. <laughs> I know you're listening. Sorry. Uh, you can go first, Sean. Go ahead. Uh, 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 how am I doing? I don't, it's COVID-19, the reckoning. Everybody I know just came down with it, and it's... Uh, that's terrible. I uh, I did get to see the Dead Milkmen play a live show last Friday, and I just kind of assumed those guys were all dead, let alone still together playing live <laughs> shows. Name implied it. Well, yeah. If you don't remember them, they did that song Punk Rock Girl back in like 1985, or Bitch and Camaro was another. Like, those are the only two hits, I think. Uh, but God, it was it was wonderful. Uh, it was everything I could have dreamed it to be, and. Uh, it was really, it's like, I think that was the highlight of my summer. The summer hasn't even started yet. <laughs> so, that's, that's I think I, I was watching Lawnmower Man when you were doing that. Well, I had the better night that night. I, I tell you, <laughs> sir, confidently. I think we were all texting when Sean was at that Dead Milkman concert. Right, and yeah. I, yeah. Was, I was out in a field behind my kid's school uh, watching... In Canto, with like a hundred children, um, they had a they had like a movie night, um, and I thought that I had missed it because, uh, um, you know, it was supposed to be for a weekend that I had to work, and I guess it rained that weekend, so it was postponed. And then we were like, "Oh, should we go?" And like Nate got real excited, and he was like, "All right, we're going." And like it was cool. Like the movie was definitely just showed by like a dude with a truck, like dude showed up with a truck and a projector and like an inflatable screen and like set it all up. I guess that's his like business or something. Um, 
And then, yeah, you know, like all the kids played on the playground until the movie started and then everybody ran over to the movie. But I was not expecting the popularity of this movie. Like I was not expecting 100 kids to all sing horribly in unison at some of these popular songs. Oh, yeah, man. That movie's huge. Yeah. I videoed some of it. It was an experience. Is that Disney? Now I got to go online and watch it. It's pretty good. It's, It's all right. Yeah. It's definitely derailed, like, completely derailed frozen in this house like there's not even a remnant of frozen anymore it's just these she listens to this uh, ellie when she gets to pick the music it's either the encanto soundtrack or um the the oh god i hate the soundtrack so much uh sing to oh um we haven't we we haven't seen Sing Two, but I hated Sing One, uh, and that is because you know it is about like the entertainment industry, and like they make it seem like the stagehands are like completely expendable, like like Matthew McConaughey koala guy, like you know doesn't pay anybody at that theater and then he like fires his whole crew and then like he manages to set up these like elaborate singing scenes with like his buddy who's like a sheep and you know running the lights like i don't know it's just i i found it very insulting as someone who's in the entertainment industry i i really did not like that movie yeah i was uh i i don't even remember anything about the original i just know that uh we recently watched the sequel and it was awful um and uh the the soundtrack is all uh it's like um you know really earnestly singing pop songs and injecting meaning into them and they're just vapid and it's awful and i hate all of it <laughs> just hate all of it and she listens to it all the time that or encanto which is just good but like everyone loves that we don't talk about bruno song and really the song in that movie is the, the the pressure song. That's the best song, as far as I'm concerned. That song is awesome. Yeah that that was the one where a hundred children all burst out together in unison. <laughs> wait, wait, hang on. Uh, when we well before we get off the topic of sing, this this is a Facebook post that I made in December of 2016. I said, "This is my corrected synopsis of the movie Sing." Warning, spoiler alert. I guess I thought that people would be annoyed if I spoiled it. Buster Moon, koala, and terrible businessman puts dozens of animal stagehands out of work and bounces their final paycheck. He tries to put on a singing concert show with two unknowledgeable stagehands. Wait, with two unknowledgeable stagehands and built a complicated set consisting of a giant glass water filled tank with untrained labor. When the tank explodes, destroying the theater and endangering lives, Buster produces his show in the hazardous rubble of the building. The set and seating adhere to no safety code or industry standards. (laughs) The whole show was cued by Buster's sheep buddy from backstage with no tech rehearsal. Somehow, defying logic, it looked and sounded amazing, and everything worked out in the end, despite Buster being a terrible producer and an embarrassment to koalas everywhere. (laughs) Nailed it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, wait. Can I go now? Can I say how I've been? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do it. Yeah. Time. Yeah. I, I want to hear. I want to hear Sean's take on the uh, the pool situation, and then update him on where we are now. Oh, I just wanted to tell you guys that since we last recorded, I've been doing nothing but watching Alan Quartermain movies. 
like <laughs> Alan Quartermain movies, Alan Why? Quartermain books. It's just been nonstop Alan Quartermain in my house. I um I created a Facebook page called the Quarter Maniacs. Um, <laughs> Right now, I got a, a bunch of coin collectors and like nobody else, but I'm hoping that turns around really soon. Um, yeah, uh, we spent so much time looking for that movie, uh, and then you know I had to like download an app, and then we had to like get it, you know, pirated and whatever. And then like I guess because I looked for it so much, it was on a list of things. To Apple for Apple TV to suggest to me. So apparently it just came to Tubi like the other week, right? And so it shows up on my phone. It says, if you'd like to watch King Solomon's Minds, it's on Tubi. And I was like, all right, you you played this joke on me before, right? And then so I'm in front of the Apple TV and I click on it. And like it did in fact go to Tubi. Like it it rerouted me to the movie and I was like, oh yeah, this is the right movie, you know? And then I stopped it. And then Sherry came downstairs later and, you know, because Apple TV shows you all the things that are in your queue. She said, like, in the most indignant voice I've ever heard, she's like, you're watching this shit again? (laughs) I was like, no, I'm I'm not. Sorry. You'd have been better off with her catching you watching porn. It's like, this this is unforgivable. Unbelievable. The, I swear, like, it, things like that and when uh, what was it dead dead shot drop dead gorgeous came to i think the fact that somebody looked it up triggers like nobody had thought of that movie and when i say nobody i mean nobody had bothered to like google search it in 30 years and then we looked up on the internet and they're watching us the the government this is my paranoia rant for for the evening <laughs> and and they're like oh people want to watch alan quartermain in lost city we better who who wants it and to be they, they're, I guess they're the ones who shelled out the, the probably two ninety nine for the licensing on that masterpiece. <laughs> they're like, yeah, we'll pay two ninety nine. We'll get if we can get a couple people to watch this, a couple commercials. Let's do it. But yeah, the, uh, the other thing I wanted to tell you guys that is um, that is loosely related to our podcast um, is I'm not sure if when we did our Bill and Ted episode, I told you all that um, I'm like. I think I'm on a like Bill and Ted Facebook group, um, which I don't know why I joined this, but like I get a chuckle out of it every now and then. It's it's mostly people who are like posting that they like that like which movie did you like the best? Some of it's a little bit of like fan service for like Keanu Reeves and Alec Winters. Um there uh, there's some people that find the word station in weird places and take a picture of it and post it. That seems to be rather popular. Um, hmm. And then probably the most popular thing on there is people posting the number like 69. Like, <laughs> like, like it'll be like on, on June 9th, my phone had 69% battery and I took a picture of it and posted it, you know, or something like that. Like, just people like taking pictures of their thermostats and you know their uh you know email uh page or whatever like anywhere that the number 69 shows up um so that's like what most of the posts are but um the big news on there in the last like week or so is that the Circle K in Tempe Arizona 
is closing, which is where yeah. I know it's I know, you know, it's supposed to be in San Dimas, but the place they actually shot those that scene was in in the one in Tempe, Arizona. Um mm-hmm. and like people keep showing up there and like showing up in costume and like having like costume meetups there and then asking everybody if they know when the Mongols ruled China and then they like took over the parking lot and they had like, they showed the movie there. Um, mm. and, and now I guess the, the business got a reprieve and like, they're open for another like week or two. And they're, I think they're showing, they're having another yeah, movie they're doing night there. One last, one last movie night. They, the tickets are sold out and whatnot. I've been seeing that and I've been seeing that online too. Yeah. So that's the, the big movie news that I noticed. So when I was in San Dimas, California, we went to the Circle K that I think wasn't even technically in San Dimas. It was just the only one that was like really close. It was like the next town. It was the town next to San Dimas because that's where we figured it was supposed to be. And then we because they were in San Dimas. I don't remember them saying that the Circle K was in San Dimas, but you would assume like, you know, if you live in Epsica and you say you're going to the Wawa, you're probably going to the one in Gallo. Oh, no, there is one in Epsica too. But you know, you get what I mean. Uh, so we went there, but it didn't look right at all. It was like this. Yeah. It was like it was like you know, it was like when you go to a Wawa that's in a strip mall. I think, if I'm not mistaken, like you know how it's like this isn't really a Wawa. It's like you know, <laughs> they're gonna give me some Wawa food, but something's not right here. Yeah, we we did that too when we were driving from, um, you know, I think it was Los Angeles to Vegas. Like we drove right by San Dimas, and I was like, we have to get off here. You know, we like looked for the Circle K, and then I took a picture, and I was like. This is not the same circle case. This is not the I'm, same. I'm still happy I did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's best you. Uh, now that I know, I didn't realize they had filmed that in whatever you said, Tempe, Arizona. Now that I know that, uh, but I'll never get out there in time. It's all over. It's all over. Yeah. <laughs> this life's a wash. Might as well just kill myself and start the next one. <laughs> get a jump start on reincarnation. You can mm-hmm. download into virtual reality. You ah, could. yes. Good segue, except we haven't heard from Chris yet. Uh, well, um, let's see. Since last we recorded, the, probably the most interesting thing that happened to me was the whole debacle with the pool. Uh, Sean helped <sighs> me uh, put my mom's pool up. Help is a strong a, term. <laughs> <laughs> it was a it was a Herculean effort. Um, at getting that thing uh, standing. And I don't know if you got my text earlier, Sean, but the uh, the recent windstorms blew a bunch of it down again um but we were waiting until it was uh we learned more about it uh sean came up with some very good information afterwards about how we we shouldn't have been doing it unless it was warmer anyway right you're supposed to wait till it was mid 70s at least yeah most of the yeah so when that went really poorly putting that up uh the the two major fallops was the walls kept denting in as we were running the vacuum cleaner but I found out that's okay. Everybody online, all these experts were like, the wall's dent in. That's okay. As the water pressure fills, they'll dent back out. It's okay. Don't worry about it. We get people calling all the time. So that that was my main concern. I was like, this seems like a structural problem. And the guy online was like, it's not a structural problem. It's fine. And then the other big problem was the wrinkles weren't coming out. And this is just a fun, fun fact for our listeners in case you're putting up a pool. Uh, the wrinkles won't come out of a pool liner. If it's under, a lot of places were saying 80 degrees. Some guys were saying 75, but whatever it was, we weren't anywhere near that. We were in like no. 60s at best. And they, they, every single like uh, how to video was like, if it's under, you know, they changed a little bit under 75, under, under 80, whatever it was, they were like, you won't get the wrinkles out. 
it's too cold, you can't do it, don't bother. So that was those were our two holdups, and one wasn't actually a holdup. One was just me being nervous, uh, and then the other one was an actual problem. We have to just wait that out. Uh, now you're saying the wind took down the walls that we put up? Some of them, yeah. It's a, <sighs> my mom says it doesn't look like it's too difficult to get it back, but whatever we do, we need to get a... We need to have the army of people there to hold everything up. <laughs> we're not we're not doing it with just a few folks. Everybody's got to hold things up. We got to get in there. We're thinking about trying to do it on Saturday because it's supposed to be like close to ninety degrees on Saturday. Yo, so. I am available. This is not good podcasting. I'm available Saturday <laughs> because the whole world just got COVID. Uh, Atlantic County blew up, so we were gonna. We've been uh, we're supposed to take my mom out for Mother's Day, but uh, Bonnie's got COVID now. Oh, damn. Uh, and so does everyone else we know. Everybody got COVID. It's just terrible. Yikes. Um, so. well, all right, then. Well, if, if you feel like torturing yourself for more pool construction. Let's do this. I'm going to get Greg. <laughs> yeah. Make this happen. I can't come on Saturday, but if you guys want to scrap the idea of putting up a pool and just put up a backyard water park, I'm really good at that. I've done it a couple <laughs> times. <laughs> Um, it's like a really, you know, elaborate sprinkler system that I do. And, uh, you know, I think we could sell your mom on it if we try hard enough. <laughs> well, I think that's about all that I've had super interesting happen to me. Yeah, everything's all right. There's been allergies more than anything over here. We all, I think we're all still safe from COVID for the time being because we're still rocking the antibodies because it hasn't been that long since we had it. Um, but, uh, yeah, allergies have been a real, uh, Eight bitches on a bitch boat over here. <laughs> so, um, yeah, uh, let's talk about Lawnmower Man, huh? Sure, why not? <laughs> oh, oh, wait, that's the, the other, I watched Labyrinth. Was that my suggestion? Whose suggestion? That I, was, that was my suggestion, because I had never seen I it suggest? before. Uh, you suggested... The Land of the Lost. Land of the Lost. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, right, right. Oh, but you watched Labyrinth. What'd you think? I watched Labyrinth. I liked Labyrinth quite a bit. It was it was pretty rough around the edges in a lot of ways, but at the same time, it was every fault in the movie was so clearly like easily made up for by the Jim Henson charm and like the way everything interacted with each other. I I, I thought it was wonderful. We showed it to the kids for our family movie night, and they thought it was pretty fun too. They actually stuck with it till the end, which they don't always do with live action stuff. So that was a uh, that was great. No, I th- I thought I thought I thought it was a uh, was a pretty wonderful movie. It was really freaking weird. Yeah, it's really uh, weird. It's it's one of my favorites. I mean, it's I think it's like eight or nine on my fantasy list. Like it's way up there. Uh, it's it's a brilliant children's movie. It's a brilliant fantasy film. It's got that Jim Henson charm, uh, and it the music is actually really good. Uh, like it, some of those, a couple of those songs will get stuck in your head at odd times in life. Dance, uh, magic, dance, yeah, yeah. yeah dance, magic, dance is the one years. that, yeah, that's the one that popped right up into my head. Uh, David Bowie is, uh, you know, a gift to the human race. Although, considering it's a kids' movie, we we could have tucked it back a little more. I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm, maybe made the pants just a little bit baggier. It's a kids' movie, David. Come on, <laughs> you know, just come on. They need to see this. Uh, <laughs> so, I yeah, I liked all the creatures. I I didn't. And this this is gonna sound like a really stupid thing to say, but I didn't r- expect it to actually be in a labyrinth. Like I don't I don't know what I was expecting, but I wasn't expecting it to just be Jennifer Connelly trying to figure a way through a labyrinth. Yeah, and I probably should have expected that because the movie's called Labyrinth. But I knew nothing about it going in other than it was a fantasy thing. I thought like 
maybe the labyrinth was a part of it. I didn't realize it was that was the whole movie. It's a very, yeah. very well titled film. Yeah, it's pretty aptly titled. Was it? Yeah. Is it weird seeing your your girl Jennifer Connelly as a little kid? Uh, you know, she's uh, she's she's very cute, but uh, a little little young. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it was. I'm a big fan of Jennifer Connelly, and so that was a that was certainly an interesting uh, an interesting experience seeing her uh, so young. And uh, she was a, I guess as an actor, she hadn't quite hit her stride yet. But I was, uh, you know. I was gonna say that like there are some scenes in that where you're like, oh man, you it it got a lot better for you. <laughs> yeah, she definitely improved. Um, I mean, geez, how how old was she when she, when she did that? She must have been. You know what, you say that, but I, I will remind you of this. Really go back in your way back time machine in your brain hole and think about girls in the 1980s who were like, what's she supposed to be in there, like 14, 15? Uh, yeah, know, probably. Give or take. I feel like her bad acting uh, in that kind of lines up perfectly with what I remember 14, 15-year-old <laughs> girls doing at that time. Right, like they just seemed <laughs> overly dramatic and fake, right? Well, oh, and I th- mid to late eighties, right? Eighty seven, eighty eight, or something like that. 87. I think I think that's where her acting seems the most jarring too. Is is before she goes into the labyrinth when she's like when she's pouting about everything, the little brother and all that stuff, right? Like there's sometimes where you're like, oh god, like she's so whiny, you know? She was sixteen. That's how old she was when she uh when she. Did that well. I mean, that's how old she was when it came out. She was born in 1970, and Labyrinth was 86. So, in my memory, that that's that's what young girls were in 1980. Like, I mean, you know, that was that bad acting is what they were doing. Like, that was <laughs> just who they were. All right, then she nailed it. Yeah, no, I, said, I feel like she did. Knocked it out of the park. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. she was not super likable in the beginning of the movie. Uh, no, I loved it. I'm so glad I've seen that now. I'm I'm glad I can uh, cross that off my list. All right, good work, Chris. Oh, she's in Top Gun Maverick. Was she in the original Top Gun? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember that. When was to, let's see, Labyrinth, Some Girls, Ballet, The Hot Spot. And she was in Rocketeer. There. Yeah, that's oh, where yeah, I know she, her from. That's, she definitely that's, was in Rocketeer. That's, that's where I knew know her from originally. That's was my. My first, I guess, a uh, Hollywood crush. There, sure. Love the Rocketeer. It's just one of my all-time favorite movies. It's Absolutely. easily top ten for me. Sure, uh, it's a great movie. They yeah. did everything right. <laughs> yeah, they did everything right. That's a very, very well, well described. They did everything right with that movie. God, I love that movie. I'm just waiting for the kids to be a tiny bit older before I show it to them because they still tend to get a little bored of uh, live-action movies a little bit. Oh, that's another thing that happened. We showed John Jurassic Park. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and he and and he loved it, and he didn't get he didn't get to get, get scared, which was our biggest concern. Because John, I mean, just last year, John was scared of Return of the Jedi. Like live action stuff really freaks him out. But he's so into dinosaurs lately. I figured his love of the dinosaurs would cancel out whatever scary was happening. And that's exactly what happened. He was totally fine with everything happening because the dinosaurs were so cool. Well, and Ju- Jurassic Park's like. A perfect movie, you know. I don't. I mean, I don't know if you're gonna show them any of the other ones, but like, I, I don't think you ever top that one as far as the 
the wonderment of the dinosaurs and everyone sort of experiencing that. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's it's I think sort of the the best one of all of them. I easily yeah e- I easily agree with you and I uh, I enjoyed all of them. Uh, the second and third are clearly big steps down from that first one. The, the whatever you call it, Jurassic World, I, I really enjoyed those too actually. But the uh, uh, here's what I will say about that: we hit that when it came out. And I think we get more out of it than other people who come who come along after the when that came out and we went into that theater, that was it wasn't a small step forward in special effects. It was. Oh, yeah, it was. A, that was it was monumental. A, it, it was like they jumped the Grand Canyon. Like I grew up watching like uh Ray Harryhausen claymation dinosaurs, right? My dad had every single one of those on tape. My dad used to do claymation films with dinosaurs, like funny little shorts with, you know, claymation dinosaurs that he made. Like, that's the level we had until, like, what was the best dinosaur you ever saw before Jurassic Park? Can you think of a single one that wasn't ridiculous looking in retrospect? Well, they started, the test filming of Jurassic Park was with claymation. Right. Like right. they intended to use that because that was still the best technology they had oh, wow. until they started uh, coming up with the CGI and they're like, Oh, if we use this right, we can pull this off. And they did. And I still think it's got, got some of the best looking. It still looks good. It still, the looks, CG it and, still looks great, but yeah, because so much of it's practical too. A lot yeah. of it is practical with CG, like filling in the blanks, which is, I mean, that's how you do it. And, and I, I don't know why it took everyone so long to learn that Every- because everyone our age or a little bit younger than us and older who's who like experienced life before that moment and then saw that film we still that magic still triggers in my head like i know like when i watch it and don't get me wrong even without that it's an amazing film but i don't know the kids today get the same level of magic because today any crazy thing you can think of and I, i'm sure i've said this before on our lip, our podcast it's only been 10 episodes any crazy thing you can think of in your head you know a virtual world with demons coming out of someone's nose and turning into a butthole and eating a cheeseburger whatever thing you can think of a netflix film a straight to netflix film has the budget to do a fairly convincing graphic of that like it doesn't matter anymore. Like your uh, the director or the writer or whatever you want to say, his his vision can be put on the screen relatively realistically at the lowest of budgets. So I I think maybe like even if John loved it, he, he probably doesn't feel the same magic. When I was I sat in the theater and watched Jurassic Park when that Brontosaurus comes on the screen. I'm pretty sure that's the first one. I mean, you see that the the what the raptor at the beginning a little bit, but. You don't even see it. It's just, yeah, like maybe the eye, but yeah, right. the brachiosaurs, when, when they're first, you know, their jaws hitting the floor. And we when have their jaw hit the floor, my jaw hit the floor. That was like, this, same is, here. this is a, this, it was mind blowing. And watching it now, I still feel that, you know, I still feel that, uh, that, that trigger, you know, cause it's already connected to that moment. So here's, here's what I'll say just from, and obviously I don't know the inside of John's head, but here's what I can say based on just what we experienced watching him, watching that movie. Um, is it's, it's a similar magic. It's obviously not the same. It's just like, you know, the first time I played Mario 64, I was like, oh my God, video games in 3d. That's insane. Like you'll never be able to replicate that because of just, just the, the concept of the way technology is, but 
as far as realistic dinosaurs being presented realistically, that's not something that happens in a lot of things besides Jurassic Park. Like he's watched a bunch of that Jurassic World cartoonish show on Netflix. And that's not the same. Right. And there's nothing he's ever seen that has been a realistic depiction of a living dinosaur in front of people before. And so like he's he's said several times, like, we have we have a T-Rex. <laughs> Say it again. We have a T-Rex. Like he's the that scene connected with him. And he was asking how they did it afterwards. Like he he still didn't really understand how that was happening. Um, which is funny, him kind of grasping the concept of uh, special effects because I think the week before we watched the Chronicles of Narnia, and um, it was I forget which which creature it was. But he was like, "Okay, how is there a real unicorn there?" <laughs> <laughs> And we're like, it's a special effect. They put a horn on a horse. It's like, but that's a unicorn <laughs> and it's really there. <laughs> and that's, and like, we started to kind of explain visual effects to him. And he was trying to figure out the whole thing with the dinosaurs. Cause like he was looking at them and they don't look anything like the stuff he's seen in other media about dinosaurs because it's all cartoony or something else. And, uh, there was definitely a, there was definitely a sense of wonderment and surprise uh, because he was he was sure that you know T Rex was the most dangerous thing, and then like most like three quarters of the way through the movie he was like the raptors are really dangerous, <laughs> yeah yeah they're pretty brutal, and then like you know the whole scene at the end where the T Rex comes in and busts down the wall and saves everybody even though he wasn't saving everybody he was just. He he just he thought it was a really cool movie, and then it kind of transitioned in, into him being re obsessed with the Ice Age Dawn of the Dinosaurs movie because uh, his one complaint about Jurassic Park was that there weren't enough people running away from T Rexes. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to explain to him, I was like, "Well, you saw the scenes where they ran away from T Rexes, right? That's not really T Rexes are way faster than people. <laughs> you can't really run away from them for too long." He's like, yeah, but in this Ice Age movie, like, there's a video game based on the Ice Age movie, and they, you just run away from a T-Rex for a long time. Like, yeah, Sloth can't run away from a T-Rex for more than, like, ever. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, the kid knows what he likes. It's an accurate critique. Um, yeah. I, I say you cut him some slack. I, uh, I cut him all the slack in the world, and, and <laughs> he was, I think he would hate the second Jurassic Park movie just as much as I did. Yeah. Uh, because he's a stickler for like things that make sense. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> and I remember seeing that movie in the theater where that, that like 90 pound little girl was able to like kick a velociraptor through a roof. I was like, that girl's legs would have liquefied the moment she hit that 400 pound velociraptor jumping at her. Like it would have ripped her in half. Just the sheer force of it against her. Uh, yeah, no, I don't buy it. Uh, so there there's a there's a couple things that I wanted to say while you were saying that. One, I thought it was so interesting that John is so keyed in on like how did the special effects happen cuz I don't think Nate has ever considered that, which is weird, right? Like Nate hmm, will watch that is weird. all kinds of crazy stuff and just accept like it as a movie. Um but I did think it was funny when Nate started to key in on different actors you know and that like 
that the actors are actors playing a role and that they're not real people in a real story that you're watching. Um, Cause I, I remember a commercial came on like he and I used to just scroll through the trailers and like, I think uh, he was like, click on that one. And it was a trailer for the movie shaft or like the, sh- the shaft, like a uh, uh, sequel. And he was like, that's a Nick Fury movie. It's called Shaft. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, good guess, buddy, but not exactly. Um, but uh, yeah, it. like that cracked me up when he started, you know, putting that together. And now he totally is like, oh, yeah, that person from that movie. Like he's a little like trivia hound. Um, you um, yeah, you brought up Chronicles of Narnia. I don't really want to get into that because we're. We're wa- watching it and reading the books, and like now I have a that could be a whole nother podcast. Um, <laughs> but uh, oh, to what Sean was saying about the um, the um, you know, Jurassic Park and the like the special effects, like the the marriage between the practical and the CGI, I think is what really sells it. Like, I think the the raptor scene is like the best example of that you know because like it's so well done in that like a lot of times when you're seeing them at a distance it's in a reflection of you know in that in that kitchen um Mm -hmm. and then like when you know they nose in there at somebody it's like the real practical like creature effect that they made um and that i think is is like your brain puts those two things together and it and you're convinced that it's real dinosaurs. Um, subsequently, and I don't know if you want to use this as a segue, but like you talked about how that still looks good. The movie that we're actually here to talk about. I just, I just want to read this piece of trivia to you. The, the eight minutes of computer-generated effects took seven people eight months to complete on a budget of $500,000. Wow. <laughs> that is what it took to make effects like that in, what, 1992? Yeah, I feel like most teenagers could probably do it on their phone these days, right? I mean, <laughs> I, I couldn't do it. I mean, it would take me, or it would take me, it would take me some time to do it. I could probably get it done with my laptop, but it would, it would take me some time. Uh, yeah, it's rough. It's rough. <laughs> Wow. And like just a few years later, we had TV shows like uh, Reboot and Transformers Beast Wars that looked just as good, if not better, than uh, than what we saw in Lawnmower. Yeah, the, the progression really, there was like a big, uh, big arc, like a, um, it was a steep learning curve there, right? So like two, three years before this, you had like nothing, right? I mean, I mean 1980, what computer generated effects were there? There's nothing. And then you hit this, and then a couple years later, you're talking about Chris, and then what, 94 is Jurassic Park? 93, 94, something like that, right? Well, like, here's another one that's always blown me away. When was Terminator 2? 91. Mm. Yeah, and like, think about how everybody was so blown away with that technology. And then probably like mm, 10, 15 years later, there, you literally saw that technology on television in like a Terminator television show. You know what I mean? Like they they spent millions of dollars on that technology in '91, and by like 2006, you know you could do it in every shot of a television show. 
They spent millions of dollars on that in 91. They spent half a million dollars on this in, in what, what year was this movie? 87? This was 92. Longmore Man was 92. This was a year after. Oh, God! (laughs) (laughs) I was cutting this movie a lot of slack. (laughs) There's... Oh, God. No, it's not okay. All right. uh, So, what we're talking about is Lawnmower Man, which was released on March 6th, 1992. It was distributed by New Line Cinema for some reason. Like, somebody at New Line Cinema is like, yeah, we're going to do this. Uh, it was directed by Brett Leonard, whose others in other credits include both, uh, sorry, include Virtuosity, T Rex, Back to the Cretaceous, and Highlander: The Source. Oh God! The movie stars Jeff Fahey, Pierce Brosnan, a very shirtless Pierce Brosnan, occasion more than occasionally, uh, Jenny Wright, and Jeffrey Lewis. It tells the story of a monkey with a gun who has VR powers and befriends the local <laughs> mentally impaired groundskeeper who calls himself the Lawnmower Man. After the monkey is shot dead, Job, the aforementioned Lawnmower Man, begins the same VR training and becomes a super genius who can turn people into little balls or something. How did I do? <laughs> you did great, and I have so much to say just based on that. Like, well, so many do, things you just said trigger for me. Do you want to hear something funny? When When I knew that... You know, like, we always start this podcast the same way, right? That, like, Chris does the blurb about what the plot is. I almost wanted to stop you and go, stop, don't say your plot, let's all take a second, Chris can edit it out through the magic of editing, let's all write what we think the plot is, and then (laughs) go around and say it, because I guarantee you we were all going to say something drastically different. Like, what was this movie? Jesus. This movie was an absolute mess i did not expect it to be what it was so also you said that the the monkey befriends job did you watch the director's cut chris i don't know i just watched whatever was on our little uh plex server did you watch one where the monkey showed up at job's doorstep yeah you watched the director's cut yeah i didn't i didn't remember that part i was like maybe oh my i wasn't God. paying attention Really? Chris, you watched a movie that's an hour longer than the one that Sean and I watched. An hour longer? <laughs> it did seem to go on for quite a while. Oh, God. What are you um, doing? What are you this, doing? This is my favorite thing that I've heard. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. So, wait a minute. What happens in the non-director's cut? How does the monkey fix? Because, like, I don't know. Really right there, the and he hung killed. out with Job for a while, and then I Job was I, like... I couldn't find the director's cut. I read that there was two different cuts, and I looked for the director's cut, and I couldn't get it. And then I um, and then I wanted to see if I could watch, like, deleted scenes on, like, YouTube or something. And then finally I gave up, and I was like, ah, fuck it. Like, I'll just... I'll tell it to you guys as trivia. Like, it's not like either of you guys watched the director's cut. Surprise! Chris spent an hour longer watching this movie than we did. For, for Chris's sake, just so he understands the difference there, me and Paul's version, the monkey just dies in the beginning. And then oh, yeah. Brosnan is just like, I lost my monkey. I better start testing things on humans. Wait. That's it? Yeah. Hang on. Yeah, this was two hours and 20 minutes. That's what I watched. So yeah. you guys did not watch two hours and 20 minutes Mine was of like an hour and a half. Mine was yeah, like an hour and a half. Bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now now hang on i have to i have to um i have to clarify what sean said about the monkey in our version because <laughs> while that's true uh it's it's not completely accurate and i think 
this difference really illustrated to me that there was another cut of this movie and there was things that we weren't seeing, right? Because here's here's how it starts, right? So uh, it starts in what is what is this lab called? Virtual virtual something lab? What's it called? Rotating square lab. I don't know. <laughs> By giant screen seems wholly dedicated to a rotating square until some dude's face shows up on it, just like overdrawn at the memory bank. Gi- giant. Giant uh, uh, concrete building with bad lighting lab. Yeah. Um, whatever, whatever it was, right? It's it's this lab, and this lab seems its sole purpose seems to be to test VR on monkeys. Like what? Like I don't even know how that's a business model, right? Like, <laughs> like, that's your like, tax dollars at work, Paul. Yeah. Like like. I just feel like it's like come up with some foolish idea and test it, right? Like you might as well like test the effects of breakfast cereal on sharks or the, you know, the effects of LSD on soldiers. Yeah. We played these games, (laughs) (laughs) whatever, you know, negative reinforcement on snakes. I don't know. Um, So they're testing VR on chimps, which like, also, like, can, can they even understand what they're looking at? Like, maybe if the VR was about them swinging through the jungle, they might get it. But, like, if there's things from our world, I'm not really sure how that works. I mean, did they really go through? Did they show the, the chimp running around killing everybody and yes. escaping yes. at they all? They showed or? the chimp running around killing everybody, right? And and um, and to my further point that it annoyed me, it's like that wasn't VR, right? Like like if you put a chimp in a VR thing and they're going through a simulated thing, great, then you're testing virtual reality on chimps. But this chimp was kind of in a RoboCop helmet that like let him zero in on real people and shoot at uh-huh. them. Yep. And then it, it like it like fed him information, you know, it's like take the key card or like grab the gun, you know. And then Yeah, that was more AR than VR. And then to further confuse it, he's seeing little symbols down in the corner, and I'm like, what the fuck do these symbols mean? Do they mean something to the monkey? Like <laughs> That couldn't be more confusing, right? So the monkey's running around, he grabs a gun, he shoots somebody. That's basically where the monkey scene ends. And then what happens after that is Pierce Brosman shoots up in bed as if he has just been having a dream, a nightmare, Uh in which his chimp killed somebody, right? And so then you say to yourself, like, well, was it all a dream? Like, is he just dreaming that this accident happened at his lab? And, like... It goes on to be a scene between him and the girlfriend and they're talking and blah, blah, blah. Then he gets up the next day and he goes into work and they're like, hey, your chimp killed somebody. And he's like, I had a dream that the chimp killed somebody. And it's like, all right, so is Pierce Brosman like precognition? Like, can he is is, is he I, keyed into this VR thing? And then it's like, nope, that's not revisited. It's just. Over. Yeah, I thought they were going somewhere where he, him, and the chimp had a connection because of some experiment. They just never came back. I was just waiting, and like it just never came back. <laughs> no, that all right. So that was this. That was pretty much the same in my movie, except the chimp doesn't get killed. The chimp gets away, and then um, there's a whole bunch of scenes with him, like him and the chimp and Job, like knew each other. I think because it was still a little vague, or was it? Oh, right. The chimp shows up at Job's place dressed like RoboCop, and he thinks that he's the superhero from his comic. And he keeps calling him Turbo Man or something. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at it right now, and there's the chimp. He met up with Job, and Job immediately thinks that he's from uh, his comic book, and, like, they're talking to each other. He's talking to the chimp, and the chimp is, like, nodding and, and stuff, responding, and the chimp's got, like, a gunshot wound, and he's just walking around with half a RoboCop uniform and a pistol, and there's, like, Job and the chimp going back to his cabin, and the helicopters are looking for him. And, like, at this point, I'm totally sold on this movie. I'm like, this is amazing. <laughs> I, I love everything about this. This is my kind of horrible. Um, but then they killed the chimp, and everything went downhill after that. Yeah. <laughs> As it tends to do. Oh, I'm, I'm glad you felt like it was your kind of movie, because you watched a whole hour more of it. <laughs> oh, my God, I can't believe I watched the director's cut. I, I knew it felt like a long movie, but I, I had no idea. Oh, I'm so God. curious what else was in this director's cut. Now I gotta go uh, watch I'll, the freaking director's cut of this freaking movie. I'll I'll have to try bitch. to find a way to get it to you because it's uh I'm not doing it again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, I won't so, watch. I won't watch it. I've got too many Alan Quartermain movies to watch. <laughs> <laughs> and and apparently a new series coming out. They're reviving League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. It's more Alan Quartermain. Yeah, you for know you. what? You know what? Look, if you haven't watched League of Extraordinary Gentlemen movie, that's one of those movies that they did a lot of things right. It's still not a good movie, but they did a lot of things right, and I think Sean Connery as Alan Quartermain was one of the things they did right. But wait, back to what Chris said. I got I got two notes on your opening spiel that just like <laughs> jumped out at me and were red flaggy. Uh, so first, you said I don't know why New Line Cinema put this out. I'll tell you why they put it out because throughout the like uh, late seventies, eighties, nineties, Stephen King. This was Stephen King, right? I'm not crazy. Oh, uh, oh, that's a whole thing. Yeah, I, I have a little bit of information about that, Sean, if you want to hear it now, or you can hear it later. Uh, so I won't say my second point. Let me finish this one, and maybe your thing will explain why this went the way it did. But it, in my mind, this is a Stephen King thing. And in my mind, every like third movie that's put out with Stephen King during those like 30 years is like a, an iconically amazing movie that stands the test of time forever. You've got The Shining, you've got Shawshank Redemption, Stand By Me, uh, you know, this. I'm sure I'm missing a couple big ones there, right? There's a handful of ones that are just like movie icons. And then you had a handful that were middle of the road, and then you had a handful that were a disaster, right? It was like, you know, one of, you know, you take three, one's going to be an icon forever, one's a disaster, and one's, you know, middle of the road or whatever. So, like, New Line Cinema was like, maybe this is the one. Maybe this well, is the icon. Even the disasters are kind of fun, like um, like Maximum Overdrive. You know what I mean? I, I enjoy them, but I'm not going to say that they're good movies that the, that the production company is happy they made. Like, there's, well, like, uh, Apt Pupil. I just, it was just long and boring and yeah. uh you know like there's a lot of movies that just didn't land for whatever reason so uh, listen here's the scoop so this is not exactly a stephen king movie um so <laughs> Ste- so stephen king did write a short story called the lawnmower man it is not this movie um uh i don't exactly know the short story but i think it's something like a guy um a guy sort of calls up a new lawn service the the new lawn service the lawnmower man that comes um is like this weird religious zealot um and i think he's controlling the lawnmower with his mind or something like that and in the end of the story it kills the the um you know the homeowner or whatever right um typical like weird little stephen king short story in another book of other stephen king short stories um so 
this movie is not at all Stephen King's script. It was a script called Cyber Gods or something like that. Cyber God. Cyber God. And the studio said, hey, let's loosely base it on Lawnmower Man. Um, and we'll put this whole lawnmower angle in it, and we'll call it Lawnmower Man. And we'll so, call it Stephen, Stephen King's, King's lawnmower, lawnmower Man. Right. right. And so apparently he sued twice to get his name taken off it. He sued, <laughs> he sued for the theatrical release for them to remove Stephen King's Lawnmower Man. It still says, based on a story by Stephen King, but it doesn't say Stephen King's Lawnmower Man. And then he sued again for the... Um, for the, the um, the video release. So like literally this was bad enough that Stephen King sued twice to take his name off it. <laughs> yes. According to Wikipedia, the film originally titled Stephen King's lawnmower man differed so much from the source material. King sued the filmmakers in May of 92 to remove his name from the title. King stated in court documents that the film quote, bore no meaningful resemblance to his story. A federal judge ruled in King's favor in July of 92 the first successful such ruling since James Oliver Kerwood had his name removed from 1922's Eye on the Law. On appeal, it was ruled in October 92 that the on-screen credit could remain, but that King's name should be removed from advertising. King received $2.5 million in the settlement. Despite the ruling, New Line still did not comply and initially <laughs> released the home video version as Stephen King's Lawnmower Man in 1994. New Line was held in contempt of court. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> So Amazing. <laughs> that makes sense because the couple, the, like the scene with him dealing with the the crazy, what was he like? A, was he a? I don't know what he was—a father or a minister or whatever. Those kind of felt Stephen King esque, and then that that storyline just kind of faded out too. There was a couple storylines that just kind of like disappeared. Like Pierce Brosnan lost his chick pretty unceremoniously. I mean, there was a little bit of a fight, and then like she was just gone. Oh, but she was kind of like still around. Wait, Chris, was the, was oh, there wait. more? Was there more of her in the director's cut? I I guess yeah. I guess I might have seen things that you didn't. Tell so, us yeah, all like about her. <laughs> we need to know about her. We didn't get to see much more of her. She was just still there, like at his house. Oh, so okay. like, Job would come over or whatever and ask if he was home, and she would be like. Nice, nah, probably in the basement, basement jerking off to his VR things. <laughs> she said that. Okay, I'm not making that up. Oh. She said that to him. Uh, I mean, there was like two or three other scenes where she's just still there. Like they didn't break up, or they were going wait, to break up, but she never really left. In our version, Pierce Brosnan. Uh, I mean, he he goes after. The, I mean, it's pretty clear. Like it's him and the widow, right? They're they're gonna make a run of it, and. She's got to be out of the way for that, right? In the in the one that in the version that we saw, uh, she she gives Pierce Brosnan a really hard time because he won't take her to the city. Um, you know, yes, that's, that's like her that's big thing. Fight. She wants to yeah. go to the city. She mentions that a couple times. He won't take her there, and then mm. uh, yeah, they have another fight, and then at one point she's literally walking up the stairs from the basement. And her face is out of view, and they added some dialogue where she says, goodbye, you know, goodbye, Angelo, or whatever his name is, you know, <laughs> what is his name? Goodbye, so-and-so. Goodbye, Pierce Brosnan. And then, <laughs> and then, that's it. She's not in the movie anymore. She's gone. So, huh. like... And I, she, when she left, I thought she was going to the city, but then she doesn't show up again, <laughs> and then he, him and the, him and the widow, like, the kid's dead, the kid's dad dies... 
And then, like, it's clear that Pierce Brosnan's, like, with the girl by the end. So I was like, I guess that wasn't a goodbye. I'm going to the city. I guess that was a goodbye. I'm moving out. But like, they could have, they could have given me just a little bit more. They could have yeah, held that, my hand a little that more. That was that was the note that I wrote at the end. I wrote, I guess now he's part of the neighbors' family? Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, they definitely could have been less vague about it, but she was just kind of still around occasionally, and it never amounted to anything. There was zero closure, and eventually, she just wasn't there anymore. But, like, for a little while, she was still there, and I remember saying to myself, watching it, or saying to Karen, like, so what exactly is going on with, is he living in her house? Is that what's going on here? Or what's going on with her? And then they just never resolve it. And so I guess that's why that got cut out, because it didn't make any sense to begin with. I'm going to go yeah. with, he killed her and buried her in the backyard. <laughs> Pierce Brosnan was not the good guy in this movie. Surprise, surprise. Actually, he wasn't anyway. I mean, come on, he's yeah, testing yeah. things on, like... Mentally challenged people, like, no, you know, medical maybe, approval. I mean, this is questionable. Top end. Maybe maybe Job killed her, and that's in the director's director's cut. Oh. Was it, was it, was it mentioned in the sequel? Did either of you guys watch the sequel as you threatened to? So I watched about 40 minutes of the sequel, uh, which was longer than I should have. And then yeah. I, I turned it off. <laughs> I got about an hour and ten. I got about an hour and ten. It's only yeah. about an hour and a half, and I just still couldn't do it. I was like, "Yeah, it's, wow, it's so bad, right?" It's really bad. It's yeah. Uh, I so <laughs> I will so listen. I will say for as as bad as this movie was, I I think it was actually really watchable in a in a like bad movie kind of way. Like like I I know Lawnmower Man One is is no prize here, and we have a lot of negative things to say about it, but like. I think it did sort of scratch an itch for me as far as it being like a like a watchable bad movie. Like I could I could see myself watching this again with a like riff tracks commentary track. You know, I thought a it was compact hour and a half. Sure, I watched two and a half hours <laughs> thing. It was fucking torture. When we were over, I was like, that was one of the worst movies I've ever seen. But yeah, I want to see the movie you were talking about. Yeah, I would uh, have enjoyed that. That's why. Oh that's why God. you. That's the, why you had such a vehement reaction to it. The first one, the first one does scratch. One other, you said scratch an itch, and all I could think is it scratched my. And I was thinking like, again, I I didn't look up what year it came out. I was thinking like eighty nine. I was thinking like eighty nine, right? And I was like, this the the virtual reality and special effects just feel like that like late eighties, early nineties, just kind of I don't know. It's just got a feel to it that I'm like, yeah, this kind of, it, it's got a nice nostalgic feel to it too. It puts you in that time period. It drips with uh, that year that like the way Pierce Brosnan's dressed. And you mentioned earlier, this was the other thing I was going to say. You said it's a lot of shirtless Pierce Brosnan. And why wouldn't it be? Why wouldn't it be? Like, <laughs> well, absolutely. You got it flaunted. You got it, was, it right. It's Pierce Brosnan. Sure. It was, he, 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 it was plenty of, plenty of shirtless of the other guy too. Like, it was oh yeah it was yeah, once... shirtless both of them and one of the things that i wrote down was like i know that the vr gave him intelligence but did it give him abs like <laughs> he was in that like you know big giant hoodie and the the overalls at the beginning of the movie and then like as he got smarter he got like more buff and shirtless <laughs> like it was it was kind of a strange transition i i think he was always buff underneath the clothes because he all he did was yard, yard work, work all day yeah, long. Yeah, you do yard work for a living, uh, you know, you you are going to be ripped. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's just those things go <laughs> hand in hand. 
<laughs> so now you guys attempted to watch the sequel. I went a different direction. I played the video game. <laughs> God, I there was a Lawnmower that. Man game for Super Nintendo and Sega Genesis. It's on my Raspberry Pi. I was going to do it. And I forgot. <laughs> There's also one for Sega CD, which I don't understand at all. Um, uh, so the game is like in the VR world. So you're like, you're either Pierce Brosnan's character or some girl who I think was the kid's mom, maybe, is the other girl character. Well, are you always, are you always trying to get to the city or? Because <laughs> then no, you might be no, you're, you're in like a digital city and it's a shooter. You're just running around like a side scroll and right, shooting are, are everything. Are you a little bit of a slut? Are you always trying to get some? Because then you're that other girl. There was only three <laughs> female characters here. So it's either uh, the widower who is just ready to jump on the next shirtless guy who comes along. Uh, the real slut who got with the mentally handicapped person, which is questionable at, at top end on that one. Uh, and then the uh, the girl who wants to go to the city more than she wants anything else. Those are your three I, options here. The the um the woman that ended up sleeping with with Job. I thought that scene where the, the like Job and the like overly Irish. Um, <laughs> business partner, I guess. Business lawn business owner and the oh, garage oh, yeah, guy yeah. were was like, all, "Yeah, go get it." <laughs> yeah, that was the weirdest scene. You what know, happened. Did what you guys happening? get like? Did you guys get the whole Job sex scene then? Uh, yeah, there yeah. was yeah, there was, was a Job, a Job sex, sex scene. scene. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, you so would think cut that, that wouldn't out, make right. right. You would think when chopping down the two and a half hour movie to an hour and a half, you would chop out the sex scene that seemed questionable by, by everyone involved it was like i don't know about any of this this is mm. it was uh it was uncomfortable to say yeah. the least yeah so um yeah the video game's not great it's not terrible but it's not great can uh, you can you play okay. as the monkey no you can't play as the monkey that I, was, the I was about to say that right yeah now there is a sega cd one which is amazing uh as far as I can tell, I've just watched a video of it, but it's one of those, like, just watch a video kind of games, and it seems like the plot is the business... Uh, basically, every character from the movie, including the monkey, got sucked into the VR world, and you have to jump in after them for some reason. That's it makes even less sense than the movie, I think. Um but it's a it's a thing. So when you say video, you mean like that that mystery detective one where like it's all yeah like that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, they take like scenes, but they took scenes from the movie and added even worse special effects to them to make them into the video game. It's it's really something special. Sean, do you want to explain Lawnmower Man too? You watched more of it. Oh God! Yeah, what so, the hell is it about? So. uh... They have a great system in the beginning. They're like, uh, they show you the explosion from the end of the first one. And then they're like, uh, they show you them recovering a body. You know, some firefighters, EMS guys come into the rubble and they recover a body, which we saw deflate to nothing in the but, end of the other one. But whatever. See, see, I assumed that somehow Job became digital and then uploaded himself into a different body. That's not what happened. Oh, God, is that what happened? They didn't make that clear at all. I don't know. So, right, when the phones ring at the end of the first one, you assume he's just in the digital space now, right? But yeah. in the second one, 
Why would he put himself? Why would he trap himself? Well, anyway, in the wait, second one. Wait, wait, hang on. I have, I have, I have two things I want to say about that. First of all, yes, he, he, like he did deflate in the first one. Like I thought that was so weird that when he went into the digital sphere, it was like all the volume was sucked out of his body. Like that literally made no sense. Um, but then the other thing, and this would have made such a better movie, right? Or, or like. Or, I don't know, this would have made a better ending, right? Like, remember how he was in there and he kept trying to find the port to get out? And, like, I guess he just barely got out before the building exploded? It would have been cool if he didn't get all out. And then, and then like, the Job that was in the digital world was, like, the old dumb Job. Like... Like, that would have been funny if all those phones rang and then, like, Pierce Brosnan answered and he was just like... Can I mow your lawn? You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So wait, let me catch Chris up. The because you know what? I didn't see the end, but I I think I got it. I think I got the whole movie. No problem. So <laughs> they they come in and they pull out the EMS people pull out a body. Whose body? Question mark. They can't quite save the body, so they basically they have to cut off some of the limbs. Uh, he's got no legs, and he's deaf and dumb and, and, and you know, all jacked up, right? Uh, and, and played so, by a different guy. But, so, And that's why I think it was Job's body, because they say in the beginning, they say, uh, when they bring it to the, the new scientist lady, I say it, he, they bring him to the new scientist lady, they say, uh, oh, we had to do facial reconstructive surgery. Right. And I think that was their excuse for why he didn't look like Job anymore. Right. So that's what made me think they were trying to cover their bases. Like, that's why it's now the neighbor from Honey, I Shrunk the Kids and not the guy who was on Lost. Right. That's what's happening here. So then uh, they uh, give you like this uh, real force fed quick idea that there's some sort of virtual reality super world being created. And the scientist guy who created it doesn't want any part of it anymore because it's bad and the corporation's bad. And then they jump ahead what seems like 50 years into the future because L.A. is like this dystopia now. But then it's the little kid from the first one and he's like two years older. So L.A. really (laughs) took a hard, hard swing from like whatever that first year was, 93 to like 97, because it's like it's basically Demolition Man in L.A., Uh, but the kid is still a kid. I mean, he's what, like, I don't know, 15 in this. And he was what in the first one, like 11 or something. Right. So this is like four or five years later at most. Uh, and uh, that kid's going into this crazy virtual reality world. And he finds Job and Job's like, you got to find the doctor because I need his help. Or I'm going to die. And then he finds the doctor who's making the better virtual reality world. And he gets him to go in and we find out that Job's actually evil and he wants to take over the whole world and control everybody and make everybody live in virtual reality or die. Uh, so he's trying to trick the doctor to get this information. And the doctor is played by a guy who kept looking like that Mr. Blonde from Reservoir Dogs, but it wasn't Mr. Blonde, but he kind of looked like him and he didn't act as good. And that guy's not the best actor. I mean, he's all right, but he's not the best actor. Um, and then, yeah, uh, there's a bunch of explosions. Uh, Job uh, turns uh, against all the other bad guys, takes over the whole world. And I assume at the end, which I didn't watch, uh, not Mr. Blonde somehow stops him from achieving his ultimate goal. 
Yeah. They do yeah, the whole fire right. cell thing from uh, Die Hard Four, where like you know, Job infects the you know everything. You you know he's making ATM shoot out money, and he's turning off people's credit, and he's making the power and water explode and all that nonsense. So I don't know. Yeah, that seems seems accurate. Also, completely unwatchable. Yeah, just bad. I mean, the first one. When it turned on, however it was filmed, it really felt like an early 90s TV show. Like, uh, mm, yeah. if you ever saw that show Time Tracks, which oh, was just hell like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I loved it. It was terrible. Oh, but that something was such about, a good show. <laughs> it, was, it was not. I loved it. Watched all of them. It's not a good show. Don't say the enjoying and good or different. Wait, um, where can you, can we find that somewhere? Can you watch it anywhere? <laughs> I don't know. Probably not. Because they might have just been like, airing them as they filmed them slash wrote them. I, I don't know that totally, anybody recorded. <laughs> I would so watch that show again. Chris, did you watch that show? I think I've seen it before, but I haven't watched a lot of it. I'm f- trying to find where it's available right now. He was like, f- he was from the future and he had to come back to the 90s to to collect criminals who have traveled there to like escape their like sentence in the future and he like, he was armed with like a, like a car alarm that shot pellets and a and a like credit card that was a supercomputer right that was, who was, that was a lady. amazing because why wouldn't it be a lady but the yeah. uh as alexa basically he had an alexa in his credit card yeah. which is where we're at now so but the uh that show and i think that was put out by the same production company that did the sentinel which was like a guy who had good seeing and good hearing like that was legit the extent of his powers. He was like daredevil, but not blind. Um, but the something about, was that UPN or like, I think it was like WB or UPN. It's one of like the second rate networks. Right. And however they filmed their, uh, stuff, uh, was very reminiscent of how this movie was filmed. Uh, it just felt like that, um, or Highlander, the TV series, or, uh, or something like that. Like, it just felt like a second-rate, early 90s TV show. It was the same camera quality, the same the same attempt at uh, directing and producing. Uh, the only thing that differentiated this at all is you had the, the I mean, you had Pierce Brosnan. I mean, he's a... He's a good actor. He know he knows how to act. In my opinion, I don't know. He can do it. Uh, and his acting wasn't bad, but everything else about it was very just TV show quality. And it feels like uh, there were so many Stephen King movies. And I know you just explained to me this wasn't Stephen King. There were so many Stephen King books that were made into TV movies. It was surprising to me in retrospect that this wasn't one of them. Right? Like you had the It and Langoliers and uh, Tommy Knockers and a, a couple other ones Stand. that were stand right yeah and i really enjoyed those i mean uh, the it i watched the tv movie the it at least a hundred times as a child i am not exaggerating when i was like four or five which is too young to watch that movie i watched that movie constantly just on repeat um the stand was good too and, and this felt like it felt like that it felt like more like a tv movie that somehow got released to the theater yeah the um the like all the production quality that you're talking about, I thought the same thing about the lighting in that in that VR institute. Like I was like, I was like, they couldn't have installed some lights in the hallways. Like, <laughs> they, like you know what I mean? It was like it was like 
uh, the scene will be lit when the doors in the hallways are open, you know, like, um, yeah, there's, there's something else you said that I wanted to respond to too. I don't know what it was. Sorry. I'll think of it. Yeah. But yeah, the, it's just, uh, it's not a great movie. Uh, you can't highly recommend it if you're, if you're desperate for that nostalgia of the late eighties, early nineties, I think it probably scratches that itch. Something about like the image you have up right now just reminds me of like a 1992 Mountain Dew commercial. I don't know why, <laughs> but I'm just feeling it. Oh, I, I know the thing I was going to say, you, you mentioned the, the actors in it and you, you know, mentioned how, uh, you know, Pierce Brosnan is like sort of a better quality actor for, um, a, a thing like this. Uh, I, I thought that the guy that was the lawnmower man, uh, let me put it this way. I'm not going to say he was good because I think that there, when he was, when he was sort of the, the, uh, you know, when, when he was the sort of earlier version with the cognitive disabilities, that there was some stuff that was like a little bit cringy and, and like not great. But like, I did think that it was, I thought it was a, a somewhat of an acting feat to watch his transition, and I think by the time he became this sort of like virtual deity, that he was actually kind of scary and like a good villain. Um, I don't, I don't know if I'm alone in that, but no, his his acting wasn't terrible. Uh, some of the secondary acting was terrible. His was all right. Uh, he was good and lost. I, I feel like I know him from something else, and I can't place it, and I'm I I don't. Look things up on I. I used to look everything up on IMDb. Cat, uh, my sister Cat, and her husband Tom. They don't look anything up, right? They refuse to do it, right? And they'll just think about it. And if they can't figure it out, they'll call someone they know and just start asking questions. <laughs> 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 Which I really appreciate because every now and then I'll get a phone call, and it's like, again, it's it's a little bit of nostalgia because it's like, remember before we had the internet, you could just have all your answers, right? Like when me and Jacqueline are sitting watching TV, we'll just look something up. We'll be like, oh, God, I know this guy. What the hell do I know him from? It's killing me. And then we'll just look it up. But like they'll just be like, no, nope, maybe Jim knows his brother or maybe Sean knows. Let's try that. All right. And if they can't figure it out, they're just like, well, that's a question that'll just linger. <laughs> <laughs> to answer your question about time tracks, it is available on Plex. And I don't mean like Plex is where I, I, I have access to my friend's server where I watch a lot of my stuff, but there's also just stuff that's on Plex, and that seems to be the only place to uh, currently stream time tracks. Both seasons are available on there. So, like, you're saying I can watch it at my house, I don't have to come to your house and watch all of time tracks. <laughs> I think we should go to Chris's house and watch all of time tracks. I think it's the only reasonable uh, solution to our, our current situation. It is definitely the right thing to do. <laughs> Oh, so yeah, what else do we I have about even... Lawnmower oh, Man? I have a whole list of things, but I, I also think that this movie was so bananas that we could talk about it for the next two hours. So I don't I don't know how far you want me to go through this list. We didn't start talking about it till like 40 minutes in, and we're only like 70 minutes in. So more than half the podcast was us bullshitting about whether or not to fix Chris's mom's pool. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well... This is one of the things I wrote down. Like, so, <laughs> so, I mean, I think the point in the movie where I, like, almost basically, like, threw down what I was holding and, like, stormed out of the room was that, <laughs> you know, uh, all right, so, how do I put this? Um, 
I think we all know there's no scenario where virtual reality can make you smarter, right? Like, we know that's a thing that's not real. But, like, the movie was predicated on you having to believe that, right? So, like, I guess they did their best to, like, say sciencey words and send you on your way to think that maybe that was a thing that could happen, you know? And then, like, there was... They also paired it with other things, right? Like, he had to get injections, and he had to take quizzes. So, like, all right, there's, you know, there's some testing going on. There's some other factors that are maybe what's going into making him smarter, right? Um, but I did kind of hate how, like, when it showed the virtual reality of what was happening to make him smarter, they couldn't actually come up with what the what the exercise was. It, like, it was just a virtual reality brain and things like going into the brain. <laughs> like that was a it was a, it was a little too on the nose and kind of stupid, right? But then, all right, say I suspend my disbelief and I go, all right, great. Virtual reality can make you smarter. It like the point where I like threw up my hands was where the guy that was like the big boss of the company, how they're like, Hey, this is working. Like he's testing it on humans and it's going really well. And we've made a lot of progress. And the guy's like, great. Now that we've been making progress, start injecting him with the thing that made the monkeys kill each other. (laughs) (laughs) See that now that I actually bought wholesale. (laughs) <laughs> I bought that a hundred percent. Like this is evil corporate dude who wants to sell this to the military. So of course. The, I, yeah, no, I, I'm with Chris. A evil corporate dude wants to make money military. I was on board with Chris's take on that. <laughs> the, my big problem. You just said some stuff, Paul. And let me tell you how I feel about what you just said. Okay. <laughs> you complained about the, the, the nonsense science in this first movie. <laughs> When I watched that second movie, the thing that jumped out at me probably most, other than the bad acting and the terrible dialogue, but even maybe more than them, they the second movie was literally just science word, science word, science word, science word, science word, things will happen, science word, science word, science word. Like, I'm not a sciencey guy, but I know some of the words they were using and like understand the meaning of them. Not all of them but some of them, and I know that they, and again, not a science guy, they were gluing those together wrong. It was just like, <laughs> they were just pulling out big words. They were just like virtuosity, technological, you know, gizmo, gat, I can't, I'm, uh, this is terrible, but theirs was terrible Increase too. the Flash Gordon noise and put more science That's stuff around. <laughs> 100%. It was so bad. It was literally just anytime something happened in the second movie, they were like, why did that happen? Well, because of the nano zombotifiers that live inside the, you know. You you mean they didn't go because science? (laughs) If they had said because science, it would have been less ridiculous and more accurate. Like that would have been a better explanation that was more believable. The second movie... The second movie's science literally just like grated against my eyeballs. It was it was freaking painful. It could have been a uh, it could have been written by my nephew. That was a that was a thing that he did when he was little. He like pulled out these magnets and he's like, 
look at this, look at this. And he like made them attract each other. And I was like, all right, cool. And then he turned them around and he's like, watch this. And then they repelled each other. And he's like, you know why? Science. <laughs> See, that kid's a genius. This movie's an idiot. <laughs> <sighs> so yeah, the in in comparison, the first movie is phew, it's brilliant. They're, they're 100% working with me. They were like, we're putting drugs in them. They didn't tell us what drugs. I don't know what drugs they put in them, and I'm not a biologist. So maybe those drugs do something for your brain. I don't know. I'll buy it. All right, let's do it. It's great. But then the VR that it was paired with was just a brain being, like, inundated with symbols and, you know, nonsense, right? Yeah, like, but then so they rotated everyone around a whole lot, too. So I went to that Futurama that thing where, uh, you know, remember the... the uh, Stomach worms he gets like massage his muscles to make them stronger. I just assumed oh, yeah. the electricity was massaging those sections of his brain to make them stronger. Well, then they should have said science words so that I understood that. <laughs> oh God! What What did you guys think of the lawnmower? <laughs> you mean the fact that it was when he finally started there, it didn't mean anything. When he finally started controlling the lawnmower, when he killed that one dude with the lawnmower, I was like, finally, this is what I'm here for. I'm here for him killing a dude with a lawnmower. All right. And he, this was, he did it exactly once. It, well, this was, so this was my, this was my experience with all the, with all of the murders, right? So the, the, the movie started, um, you know, not long after the movie started, we meet the, the priest who I think is the brother of the landscaper guy, right? Like, yeah. Like, so he's, he, although one, one of them sounded very Irish and the other one sounded like less Irish. Right. But, um, so <laughs> yeah, Karen pointed out like, wait, why does one have a really thick accent? The other one doesn't. Yeah. Like, and like, I also can't really figure out what was going on there. Right. Like he was, he he had some cognitive disabilities, but then he was also awarded by the state to the church to be cared for. And like, were those two separate things, or was he like given up because he was like not smart? Like, I I I could have used a little more explanation, right? But like, obviously the priest treats him awful. You know that he he's got a you know, he's almost like a slave there and he lives in a shack and, you know, he is not well cared for. Right. Um, did they show him getting the priest beating him in your version? Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. and then the other guy was like, Whoa, he's got you doing the penance. You know, it's like, like the other dude like knows that he gets his ass whooped. Um, so yeah, like it was, it was, it was obviously like everyone takes advantage of this poor guy, the priest, and then they meet that gas station guy, and the gas station guy like gives him a hard time and like pushes him around, and then you see him at the house mowing Pierce Brosnan's lawn, and then you see the neighbor come home, and the the dad, um, uh, you know, like hits the hits that kid, you know, he's beating on the little kid, um. And like literally, we got through that scene, and I was like, "All three of these people are gonna die." Like, I already know this is happening, you know. And then, like, literally, when those murders happened, like they happened in that order. Like, he set the priest on fire with his mind. Um, then I really, I really liked how he go. They go to the gas station attendant, and like, it was supposed to be like sort of 
uh, ominous that he's off in the distance, but they were like, well, how is he going to recognize that it's him if you just see a silhouette? So they, like, had to put the lawnmower next to him. (laughs) Like, (laughs) that kind of cracked me up. And then, like, the fact that he had this, like, weird glowing Tron suit and that, you know, like, whenever he killed people, his, like, Tron suit glowed. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. And then, like, yeah, we got the the lawnmower scene. Um, But I was like, I was like, yeah, I was literally like, all all these things are going to happen. And then they did in that order. Um, (laughs) And and then, oh, yeah, the other thing was, like, even before those scenes happened, the, you know, when we first got introduced to those, like, villains, I guess, right? Like, we start hearing about the, the chimp and, you know, the, like, and then Pierce Brosnan lets gets let go from the the you know they're they're like you need to take some time at home right, and then we see you know that scene with the lawnmower man like the with the um the priest beating him or whatever. And as soon as we saw that scene, I was like, oh, I see what's going to happen in this movie, right? Like I was like, I know exactly what's going to happen because I I was like, he's testing these thing on the on monkeys. He's not allowed to do it anymore. And then here's this like you know, mentally handicapped guy. Right. So like, that was the first thing I like declared. I was like, Oh, I see exactly what's happening in this movie. And Sherry turns to me and she's like, what's happening. (laughs) 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 I can't believe I watched an extra hour of this movie. You know, what's great in the second one, in the second one, I don't know if you caught this, Paul, this was towards the beginning. uh, When he first appears, uh, to the kid in the virtual reality world, he appears with his lawnmower. Yeah, for no, yeah. For no apparent reason, right? Like he just like he appears in this virtual reality world. Like he he there's like a statue that turns into him or something or other. And then like all of a sudden like bloop, 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 there's a lawnmower next to him, and then you never see the lawnmower again because why? What the hell does the lawnmower have to do with anything? This is a virtual reality god. <laughs> And why did he even make it appear in that first one? Like he's what the hell did that have to do with anything? So that Nothing. you knew it was him. So like he looked totally different. The kid had to recognize him, so he appeared with the lawnmower. Um, which might I add, why was that kid so into that lawnmower? Like, you know, he's like, oh, you fixed Big Red, and they're like ogling it like it's a hot rod. It's like. A real creepy lawnmower with like some dangerous spikes on the front, and it just yeah. decimated these lawns. Like, <laughs> like you saw. Oh him my god! Mowing. There was that one, fr- yeah, where he gets to the front, it just goes right down to the dirt. I'm yeah. like, wait <laughs> yeah. a second here. It looked like it looked like grass beforehand when it was done. It looked like it was scorched earth. Like it was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I feel like lawnmower technology. Like, I'm not an oh, expert, god. but I feel like lawnmowers didn't really look like that in in 1992. It was or it was so that it could attack a guy. That was it. The uh, <laughs> the only other thing I wrote down was um was about the cops that then investigate the murder. You know, like like Pierce <laughs> Pierce Brosnan goes over and he's like, "What happened?" And like he literally finds the worst cop on the force. That that guy's <laughs> like, "Oh man, the blood was everywhere. You should have seen it." <laughs> <laughs> just like telling crime scene details to like anybody that walked by like that was that was also one of my favorite scenes <laughs> right even before he was mind controlled it was like well you're a questionable cop top end yeah, <laughs> yeah. the uh 
So what was the what was the evolution of his powers? He was like started to get sort of meaner, but like smarter, and then he went and uh, started to hear fire. other people talking. Right? He started to hear other people's thoughts. Oh, right, right. And then he was able to like lift stuff with his mind. Yeah, setting I, setting something on fire was fairly early when he lit that priest on fire, right? Right, right. I guess telepathy, and then um, uh, was oh, that the same thing? Being able to hear thoughts and then being able to move objects. No, telekinesis is, is tele- moving things. Telepathy is hearing. Pyrokinesis things. is turning things on fire. Yeah. I don't know what uh, bubble kinesis is. I'm going to go with bubble kinesis. Marble kinesis. Marble kinesis. Okay. All right. <laughs> he just. Well, they really liked that effect. That was. Yeah. They were really proud of that one. They used it. They like what three, three times. Yeah. 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 I didn't know his powers were going to be goofy. <laughs> Trumpy, you could do. Why would you things. even bother turning to someone into marbles when you can light them on fire? It's like I've already figured out how to kill you with my mind. Why? Why am I going to come up with this new creative way? I think it was also a torture thing because, like, the guy was still alive, but he was all bubbles. Being on fire sucks, right? I mean, that's <laughs> not a quick death. That's like I'm burning. This is terrible. And you know what? I know they were big into the virtual reality stuff. But the the fire was so unbelievable on the priest that I thought they were going to turn around and like tell me that like it was just in his mind. It was like a virtual reality fire. But they were like, no, he burned to death. I'm like, you have better fire effects. Like I've seen better early 80s man on fire effects. They used like a real computery uh, digital fire effect to burn the priest with. I was like, why? Why are you doing this? Like you can. You can do better. Uh, you know, I feel like what you just said could be applied to most of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> you can do better. <laughs> more, more of the why, why are you doing this? <laughs> there was so much of this. Now, granted, I watched a much longer version of this movie, but there was a lot of it where I just kept thinking, why is this a thing? You know what, Why though? is this happening? Yours was longer, but it sounds like you had more of the monkey parts, and that that was like the best part, like RoboCop monkey. <laughs> the was monkey great. was like a solid, the solid like 20, 20 minutes or so of the movie was was. Monkey. Oh man, we had like yeah. five. We had yeah, like we the got, opening credits. I think we got three minutes tops of monkey. Yeah, it was I figured limited. if I've got if I've invested twenty minutes into this monkey situation. That I'm I'm in for a monkey related movie, and then I wasn't, and I was sorely disappointed by that fact. There was then two monkeyless hours <laughs> after they shot, and they brutally murdered that monkey. He was like trying to get away, and then he's up on a tree trying to jump away, and these dudes just mow him down with these machine guns, and they show this monkey puppet getting pumped full of bullets and bloods everywhere, and it's it's really, really disturbing. And Pierce Brosnan is there. He's like yelling at him, no, don't shoot him. Don't shoot him. And then he kicks one of the, like the soldiers and it doesn't seem to matter or anything. And then like Job and him run over to the monkey, the monkey's corpse. And that's where he gets the, he gets his, he takes his VR stuff from him, I think, and starts using it on his own before Pierce Brosnan shows up and. I don't know, it's all weird. You know, I don't get it. Everything you tell me about this monkey situation is sort of like familiar in the back of my mind, and I think maybe I saw that version at some point. Um, again, I, I'm sure I saw this movie like in the theater. This is this was a 
this was an Alan Kiefer movie. This was a he talked <laughs> his parents into driving us to the movie theater. And we bought you know you know I don't know we probably snuck into it honestly, but the the monkey situation sounds so familiar. I think I did see the director's cut at some point. Well, now I feel left out. Hmm. You don't. <laughs> <laughs> cannot believe i sat here. <laughs> i was just i'm still so upset about it because that was it was hard to stay awake through and i was like i gotta finish this movie it's getting late why is this movie so long because it's not listed anywhere on the on the plex server as being the director's cut it's just this is just lawnmower man i just thought this was what it was <sighs> i don't I don't mean to delight at your misery, but it does. That does make me chuckle. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's it is it is legitimately funny. So, well, I'm I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I am done. Yeah, I am. I'm tagging out. I'll punch I, the clock on this one too. Yeah, this was a, this was a terrible terrible movie. <laughs> I really wish I watched the shorter movie. I probably would have had I probably would have had a little bit more fun with it, and been a little bit less angry at what movie followed 20 minutes of monkey with a gun because if you're going that hard with monkey with the gun and you still have two hours of movie left that's not monkey with a gun i really feel like you've oversold me on the beginning of the movie and everything else after that was a letdown i i guess i'll say to our listeners if we're talking about if we would recommend this movie i would say i would recommend the not director's cut if there's some if there's some joke commentary that you could put with it, because I think it is a rather watchable bad movie, um, but a bad movie nonetheless. Sure. I do not recommend the director's cut under any circumstance. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should go so back and make our own. Uh, all right. Of all these. Movies, well, uh, especially this one. I mean, just <laughs> all monkey version. <laughs> I think there's a, a great cut to be made. Of King Solomon's Mine and Lawnmower Man combining them <laughs> in the same. Definitely. <laughs> and Definitely. The, the camera can pan up and it can say, The Institute for Monkey Torture. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what was his name? With Lutz. The... Lyle Lutz. Lyle the... Lutz. No. Barry the... Lutz was the Barry Lutz. Guy no, Barry Lutz was the, the. Yeah, he was the host. And wasn't the. the Dr. Monkeys... Crank. Dr. Wasn't, Crank. Wasn't the monkey's name Bobo? Bobo, yes. Bobo. Extensive <laughs> monkey torture. All right. So for our listeners' sake, we're referring to a state sketch. You should go watch it. It's Barry Lutz interviews a monkey torture. Yeah. That's probably the name of the skit, right? I, mean, I think it's just called monkey torture, but All right. I could be wrong. Anyways, uh, it's, it's time to move on to everyone's favorite part of the show where we figure out what we're going to watch next. Uh, so we're on the letter M. And I have a couple of options here. I really don't know what to land on. So uh, I'm ready. I, I, I'm, 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 I'm psyched out the right, gate. You go, first. You I go didn't, first. I didn't look anything up. I didn't do any research. I just, I was like, you know what? This is the movie I want to do. And then I couldn't find it anywhere. So I'm not doing, I'm going to tell you the one movie I'm not doing. I'm not doing Mad Monster Party. And if somebody <laughs> can find where to watch Mad Monster Party, let me know. Because like we decided we were going to like at least give our viewers, all seven of them, uh, a heads up on like you can watch this here right we talked about that last week i'm reminding the mm -hmm. two of you this is me reminding you you were supposed to be able to see these movies 
and not be dicks about it. Is, so, is it 1967 Mad Monster Party? Yeah, it's like a claymation thing. I couldn't find yeah, it. Yeah, Ev- Evan has it on his Plex server. If you need to watch it, you can come to my house and watch. Well, all right, so I'm not going to do that one because I don't think our <laughs> viewers can all go to Evan and beg for that movie. So the uh, I'm going to go with a different one that is available in a bunch of places. Uh, the big one is, uh, I looked it up, what is it, Amazon Prime, Amazon Prime Video, if you have the big subscription, it's also available. I mean, it's available on YouTube for like $3. It's available on Vudu. It's available on Philo. I'm going with, oh, crap! That doesn't start with M. It, you're right. My Wait. movie doesn't start with M. I think Philo was the thing I needed to download to watch King Solomon's Mind, but Shit. it was not the right thing. <laughs> the movie I had locked and ready to go does not start with M. No. So you guys go while I quick find uh, an M movie. <laughs> All right, Paul, you go. He, he's totally done this before. Um. <laughs> for, for for reference, the movie I thought I was going with was Mad 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 World. Oh, but it's uh, it's a Mad uh, Mad Mad. It's an I that's movie. Not a mistake. Yeah, I that's thought it was mistake. an M movie. Oh, I don't know. Those are two very tiny words. We are we gonna do semantics here? I, I I'll find it. I'll find a legit M movie by the time we come up with this. You just you just and if I don't, then that's what I'm going with. You All guys, right, go. I, what do you got? I'll, I'll go. I'll go. Um. So I um, I, Sean said that we need to say where we can find this movie. I. I don't think I found this anywhere for free. So obviously Sean's guidelines did not impact me in any meaningful way. But it, I'm it still doesn't gonna... have to be free, but it's got to be watchable. I, Greg was pissed about the, what was it, Drop Dead Gorgeous. We, it just wasn't available <laughs> anywhere, man. Oh, yeah. Well, my movie is going to be available lots of places. It's a it's a known movie. Um, so, uh, so back when we did, back a couple months ago when we did I um, and, and we did Interspace, uh, at that time, I was watching that TV show called Only Murders in the Building um, uh-huh. with Steve Martin and Martin Short and Selena Gomez. And I was really enjoying that show. And I was really enjoying Martin Short and Steve Martin together. Um, I think that they've worked together a lot, that they're so funny. And I, part of, part of, uh, Part of my suggestion for Inner Space was like I want to like I want to explore some of the early stuff, you know. Um, and it had been a long time since I seen that, and I was like I wanted to sort of like key in on some early Martin Short. Um, and then the next month after we did I, when it was time for J, I think I would have gone for the Jerk and done some Steve Martin. Um, but I knew that Chris hadn't seen Jaws, and it was like, well, we're obviously going to choose Jaws. Like, I think I just knew that that was happening. I know um, where you're going. I've seen, I've seen the jerk. Uh, yeah, and I've seen it too. Um, but there's a lot of Steve Martin movies that I've seen, but that I've sort of seen piecemeal or like on TBS in the middle of the daytime. And you know, I think, you know, I think I just want to get a sort of a like window into some of his like early comedy because like you know he's done like he's been a big movie star in a lot of things but then like when he was you know in the like 80s and early 90s when it was like and 70s when it was like this is a steve martin comedy movie um you know i think there's a lot of weirdness to be mined there so uh so I kind of saved this pick for m and i'm gonna go with the the man with two brains okay 
And again, I couldn't find it on any free thing, but it's definitely on, you know, you can rent it from iTunes or, you know, Amazon or any of those things. What was that Martin Short movie we watched? Interspace. Oh, yeah, Interspace. Yeah, there. I just said that, Chris. <laughs> For some reason, I th- I got confused inter- I inter- confused Interspace with another thing in my head. It was like, oh, wait, no, that is that. Never mind. What is that show then that I was thinking of? It was Interspace. The killer, the only killers in the building, only murderers in the building? No, it wasn't that. It was this really weird sci-fi show that had Trace Beaulieu and uh, uh, Joel Hodgson in it. Oh. Other Space. That was it. There it is. Sorry. That's a really weird show that is fantastic. Uh, it's called Other Space. It was it premiered on Yahoo Screen, so nobody watched it. But it's incredibly bizarre uh, sci-fi comedy. Okay. If you can find it somewhere, watch that show. Fair enough. Ran for one season, and it's great. Uh, okay, well. Hmm. All right, I've narrowed mine down to two, and I'm just like... Uh, I'm going to go with the uh, movie that I uh, see. I kind of, all right, I'm just going to go with the, the the more recent one. It's probably not going to get picked because I think it's kind of a boring pick, but I don't know what other excuse I'm ever going to have to watch it. Uh, there was a new matrix movie and I didn't watch it. Oh God. I don't want to watch that again. <laughs> oh, you saw it already. I yeah. saw it too. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't hate it as much as a lot of the reviews did, but it, it I didn't like the third one. I loved the first one. The first one's a a, a gem. Yeah, the first s- one's all time. The second one's a lot of fun. I think if you if you go into it with an open mind, you can have a lot of fun with the second one. The third one's a little rough. I thought the fourth one was better than the third one, but not by a lot. All right, then I rescind that, and I'm going my my I'm going my gut. I've never seen the Masters of the Universe movie. <laughs> okay. Nice. nice. I'm ready. I found one. I found a legitimate All right, movie go for it. that I've never seen that has some steam behind it. It's it's in a genre that I love. I love a comedy. That's, uh, oh God, that's my favorite. Um, this is supposedly a classic. I'm sure this has not aged well, but it's one of those ones. <laughs> it's up there. And, and, and I feel then, like I've seen most of the classics. Like then I, we'll be th- If it hasn't aged well, then we'll be three for three. <laughs> like like you know you think of like caddyshack or stripes or or you know something of that 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 era that's amazing right and i enjoy caddyshack airplane stripes these are some of my favorite movies i freaking love these movies they're great uh i've never seen but i've often heard of the movie in the same sentence with some of those meatballs I knew that's where you were going. Mm. I've never seen that either. Never seen it. So I, I, I have a feeling that it, it has aged worse than the others. I, yeah, I feel like I it's going to be super offensive thing. and not as funny. Um, but that's really not based on it. I haven't seen the movie. I don't know. Maybe it's great. Isn't isn't that one of those like uh, you know like spying on girls in the shower kind of movies? I think so. Which is look, that's Animal House, and I do enjoy Animal House. I don't know that it, it like Caddyshack's better, Airplane's better, so on no, so Porky's was that another one that was like Porky's, that? Oh, maybe right. that's the same. Yeah. I, I think I, I hear these. Uh, I don't know Porky's and I don't know Meatballs, so for my pee, it'll probably be Porky's because I never watched that one either. But I think, I think they're in the vein of Animal House. And I do like Animal House. That's a funny movie. Yeah, but I um, think Animal House has more going for it. You know what I mean? Like it's... Mm-hmm. Um, Kevin Bacon and 
Belushi. Yeah. I mean, what do you want? It's good yeah. stuff. But yeah, I, that that's my vote because at some point in my life, I, I do want to see meatballs to see if you know. Again, I got to decide for myself. You know, why is it why is it held out there with other classic comedies? You know, I'm sure there's a hundred uh, comedy movies that were released in whatever year that was, 1978, 79, 80, whatever it was, that nobody ever talks about because they were stupid, right? Meatballs at least had some. Uh, and Porky's too had some uh, steam behind it, right? It, it was that generation. Yeah, I remember apple seeing pie, American that American Pie or in like the movie rental store. There was Captain Video by my house, and I remember seeing Meatballs and Porky's and Porky's Two and Revenge of the Nerds. I have Harry seen Crumb. Right, I have seen ha- Revenge of the Nerds, and Who's Harry Crumb was great. That 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 wasn't like that. That wasn't a. Who's Harry Crumb was that was the one with John that's Candy. John right? Candy, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah it was on the same wall. It was okay. on the same right. wall of the uh, I've actually never seen that one either. I always meant John to rent Candy, it, but it was always rented out. If you that one Candy. I that one I legit tried to see because I, I was I going through John as many Candy. John Candy movies as I could find because I thought he was great, but that one was always rented out. Oh, go watch that. That I mean it's it's one of those movies where like you can tell like uh and I haven't seen it in a, quite a few years, but if I remember correctly, um it's one of those movies where it's like, I don't know that there was a great writer or anything great about the, the movie other than John Candy. It was a show showcase for John Candy, and that's exactly what they did with it. You know, it was like, all right, let's just put John Candy on screen for an hour and a half and see if he can make people laugh. And he can. <laughs> he can. You know, yeah. uh, there wasn't a lot else going for it, but, you know. You didn't need much else. It was just a John Candy vehicle. Right. Exactly. That's, you know. So, no, that one's, that one's great. Uh, Revenge of the Nerds. You know what? I, I don't love Revenge of the Nerds, but it, it it's not a terrible movie. It it hasn't aged well. It's a little uh, uh it's certainly on PC, but it's not a, a comp- you know it's up there with like Police Academy, right? I mean it's it's not yeah. a great movie. Oh, Police Academy! But like th- you can feel th- the humor there. Like I get it. I think even if you were to watch American Pie, you would find that it has not aged well. Right. That's my instincts. Yeah, probably, probably. I never saw that one either. I feel like with that one too, I would, I, although it hasn't aged well, it's probably offensive. It's, you know, uh, you know, not as funny as some other things that have stood the test of time. Well, Caddyshack, Airplane, Three Amigos, uh, it probably, I could probably still appreciate a lot of the humor in it. Right. I mean, it's, I, I, I don't think I would, I haven't watched it in a while, but if I watched that now, I don't think I would think it was a terrible movie. I would think it hasn't aged well. But I get it. There's this humor to be had there. So right. I, I, again, I, I haven't seen Meatballs. Maybe it's terrible. Maybe it's great. All right. Well, let's see. I've got. I already know my choice is terrible. But that's kind of why I want to see it. Mm. Like I'm fascinated by this Masters of the Universe movie because I remember as a kid wanting to see it, and then like I wasn't allowed to for whatever reason, and then I later found out that it's not like the the cartoon of the movie of the cartoon. It's like what if. He-Man and Skeletor got sucked into 1980s New York or something? Yeah. You know oh, what? That's, oh, God. This that so sounds many, terrible. There's so many things that went really right and wrong with that movie. The, the <laughs> biggest mistake they made is there's no Orko. They replaced him with some sort of leprechaun guy. And it's like... Oh, my God. That you, sounds amazing. You say that, but like... When you already like, have... awful amazing. You Remember when you saw Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2... And for some reason, it wasn't Bebop and Rocksteady. It was Toga mm-hmm. and Razor. It was Toga and Razor, yeah. And you were like, why did they do that? You know, like, even as a child, it was like, but I like Bebop and Rocksteady. And you had, like, 
And at that point, you already had – there was Trag and, and Triceraton. I don't, I don't remember all their names. I thought I would. Uh, Mondo Gecko and Yosaji. Like you already had a plethora of characters that I already knew to choose from that I wanted to see you bring to life. And you were mm-hmm. like, F it. I'm going to make a wolf and a snapping turtle and not That's even right. slash the snapping turtle that I already had an action figure for. You're like, no, right? I'm going to go. No, my we're going to make brand new, brand new characters brand new for characters this movie for no I, reason and not I give think, them enough backstory that I enjoy just seeing them brought to life. I think I just assumed it was not logistically feasible to do a pig and a rhino. Like they did a wolf and a turtle. Yeah, I, I, a, I see what you're saying. A rhino's rough. Rhino's a big animal. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, I mean, a pig? It, it, come on, a pig's easier than a wolf. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. pig, like, I feel like it would have worked. I mean, the the size of of uh of the of the snapping turtle was like, and like the beak and everything, they could have made that work with a rhino. Yeah. I'm sure they could have. Yeah, but I I think that was just they wanted to do their own unique thing for some reason. Just like it's t why is it TGRI and the comics is TCRI? I don't know. Just because mm-hmm. why not? Yeah, so. Funny story, though, they did recently put Toka and Razor in the current run of the comics, and it was amazing. Hmm. Well, so uh, the, that same feeling I had there, I had when I watched the Masters of the Universe thing, and it wasn't Orko, who was like, that's the comic relief character, you know? Like, that's not even like... Like, there's lots of characters in Masters of the Universe that play a redundant role, you know? Yeah. Uh, it was all about selling action figures, but like sure. everybody, I feel like everybody our age loved Orko, right? Right, exactly. Like, he wasn't a redundant character. That was your comic relief sidekick, and yeah, you're, you're going to cut him out. Like, are you, why? Why would Ooh. you cut out the lovable comic relief sidekick? That's that's your main character, your main villain, and your lovable comic relief sidekick. You leave them in place. You got to cut somebody. Out. Cut out Man in Arms. If they had cut Man in Arms out of that movie and put him, you know, made up the, I wouldn't, it probably wouldn't have batted an eye. But no, you got rid of my, my favorite character and gave me some leprechaun that was, he was all right. I don't know. He wasn't terrible, but this, he was trying to fill the same role. He was supposed to be, he was short. He was supposed to be the lovable comic relief sidekick. But like, instead of magic, he had tech. And he was a leprechaun with tech instead of a, a, wow. a, a ghosty mean... wizard guy. It's like, why? Why Why did this happen? You're making me want to see it even more. So, yeah, <laughs> we're choosing between Master of the Universe, Meatballs, or The Man with Two Brains. So, uh... Oh, we got a text, though, for fuck's sake. I got to figure out how to use my phone again. <laughs> I'm ready when you are. I'm not... If you haven't put it together yet, folks, I drink while we're doing this podcast. So by the end, <laughs> by the end, it's questionable. Oh, they've put it together. All right. <laughs> I start out all on top of my game. By the end, it's, it's time for Uncle Fun and his dumb, dumb stories. All right, I'm ready. <laughs> just had to just had a quick scare of what, whether and I just texted the word meatballs to some random person. It wasn't you. <laughs> Here's my guarantee to you. Tomorrow, I'm going to text one of the other attorneys that I have to talk to on a daily basis. Just meatballs. Just, just gonna start with that. Just meatballs, I've, man. I've had this text thread open from the moment you all started talking about Orco, and I've been sitting here staring at this weird picture of like not Adam Durst that looks like Patton Oswalt that Chris sent like two hours ago. So. Uh.
All right, we're watching Masters of the Universe. <laughs> Masters of the Universe, it is preemptive, I'm sorry. But at least we know going in, we all know this movie is not good. So I feel like I can go in with a, a certain amount of fun here. So, Well, Sean and I each did it, so I suppose it's your turn. <laughs> <laughs> Torture the... The, the handful of listeners we have, that's, that's, that's your turn to do? Yeah, but Boy. I think we should turn it around after this, because then people will think it's a podcast about bad movies. About bad movies, yeah. Do something. All right, so everybody think of a good movie for Ed. I already have my end picked out, and it's one of my favorite movies ever, so. Okay. All right. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Now. Yeah. All right. All right. So we still one. have to survive Master of the Universe. But it'll be fun. I'm sure it will be fun. Sure, why not? Sure, why not? <laughs> it's always a good day to start drinking. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's, not, it's not too late for me, right? <laughs> Absolutely not, sir. <laughs> All right. Oh, wait. Uh, Master of the Universe is, I believe, available on HBO Max. So a theater near you is a part of the Geekade Podcast Network. If you'd like to get in touch with us uh, to share your comments, movie suggestions, or whatever, you can send us an email at mail at geekade.com. We can also be found on most social media outlets and the official Geekade Discord server, all of which can be found in our show notes. Thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll see you next time in a theater near you. Technology! Technology! Goodbye. Don't get sucked into the virtual verse. The imaginary becomes real. Trying to get inside my head, Joe. You can't hide anything from me, Dr. Angel. And reality... We have no idea what he's going to do. ...is all in your mind. <laughs> the Lawnmower Man. <laughs> <laughs>